There must be a better way. There must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words in a new way, to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. Real Church Matters. I'm Forrest Hall. And of course, this is Real Church Matters. We talk real church matters because real, real church, church matters. matters. I had to give uh, mom a break. I used her two episodes and I got brother Philip Hall in the house. What's going on, Deacon? I'm doing all right, man. I, I am so grateful to have you. It is getting a little uh, warmer outside. So I feel like, yeah. This is a prime podcast weather. <laughs> you and mommy, y'all the, y'all the hardest to small talk with. You, you don't give me nothing to work with, man. How how are you though? I'm okay. You good? Mm-hmm. You you gonna be awake for this one? That's a yawn. With, yeah, nah, uh, that's a a that's, minute and a half into it. Nah, that's a stretch. It's a stretch. Yeah. You, you stretch before you do intense. You think it's a stretch that we can get forty five minutes out? Yeah, okay, for sure. You can get it. Okay. All right. So housekeeping. Uh, RealChurchMatters.com is the website. I appreciate you guys for uh, sharing it with people, going online and, and uh, sharing it and listening. Shout out to new listeners. Shout out to the old ones, those that left and came back. Shout out to everybody Prodigal listeners <laughs> The prodigal listeners The lurkers um, I, I uh, The whole purpose of doing this Is to get the word out about it And to spread the word um, A lot of people hear The word of God But I don't think a lot of people Hear Conversations about God and I think we are spoiled in that sense. I think a lot of people don't know what it's like to be surrounded by people that you talk about the word with. Until you go and you try to talk about the word with people. And the, the extent of their conversation is biblical hot takes. <laughs> so they be quick to tell you, like, you know, I've always been thinking, like, did you know that Jesus was black and he had a taper? He had the first taper. It's like, oh, uh, I didn't know that, man. Yeah, it's always like I learned a new secret. <laughs> I learned a new thing nobody else knew. Nobody else knew you got to hear this one. Like, hey, man, we didn't. Uh, we we were in the garden and, you know, we was eating apples. But really, God ain't never want us to touch fruit at all. Yeah, it's always something mad deep. And you're like, man, do you know how I love, bro? <laughs> yeah, do you, do you want to talk about that? No, nah, I don't want to talk about that. So, um, with that being said, it's obedience over audience all day, every day. That's all we are interested in. That's all I'm interested in. And so let's get to it. Philip, this episode, I wanted to have you on. And actually, we're going to have to do. Some other episodes as well mm-hmm. Because the conversation That I wanted to have with you Turned into another conversation And I was like this one is more pressing And We're going to call this one 
the timeshare. Yeah. And so we were talking, and I guess you can lead us up to this. We were, because what we were talking about, I think is important. And I, I think it is the better setup than what I had for this topic. Oh, okay. Uh, so you talk about it. So we was talking about how I, five years ago I lost my son. And I was just talking about my my perspective that, cha- you know, it changes every, I want to say every year. Every year I kind of like come with the a new version of the same perspective pretty much and uh which is what which is you know this is not our home yeah this is this is not our home and you know even though we lose people uh our perspective needs to be just that like you know we we're way too invested on either bringing people here or keeping people here <laughs> And it's 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 a tough place to be, even though, you know, emotions run crazy about losing people. And I was just reflecting on where I am now isn't where I used to be concerning this perspective and about this particular person. So, yeah. you know, you know, I, I don't know if I called you or you called me. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I text you. And I was talking about something as benign as <laughs> you were. I was talking about music. I was like, "Hey, man, you get these chords, that, that, that." And you're like, "Yeah, man. Uh, been about four years since my son passed." And I'm like, "Bro," and it's weird because I never know uh-huh. how anybody thinks. Yeah, I don't give people the opportunity to find out sometimes. Because I don't want them to go further into it. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that what we say out of our mouths doesn't r- dictate the reality. Right. But what it does is create a reality. Yeah, that's perfect. that's that's a, that's a bar. Yeah. Because <laughs> everybody's like, don't speak death, don't speak. You should speak life, and it's like those words don't create, don't they don't dictate this reality. Not this, not this earthly one. No. They don't dictate this earthly one. What they do is create a reality in your mind. Yeah, your confession creates your profession creates in your mind. Yeah, doesn't create in the earth. That'll make you a genie. Yeah, if you could just walk up and be like, "I'm a millionaire." Listen, or a witch, <laughs> <laughs> or a witch, or a sorcerer. Yeah, it's you, funny because ain't that much of a people. difference between a wizard and a witch. Yeah, I've been cursed out plenty of times. Bro, if people's words had power, <laughs> do you know that they would have been killed me? <laughs> and to flip it, you know how many people I would have been killed? Yeah, just I, by words. I just saw a video today, like, dude is in the D.C. Metro. Yeah, I've seen that one, too. He dapped him up, and then he decided he was going to kill this man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they think you can do that with words. No. You can't. You can't. Your words don't put you in a new place in this reality. It puts you in a new place in your mind. Yeah. And so sometimes I don't want you to confess or profess what you feel. Yeah. Because I don't want you to create that reality any more than you already have. Right. So I didn't know how you felt about it. Mm -hmm. So I preemptively was like, all right, 
Forget about these chords that I just found. These crazy chords. And I was about to go into all this stuff about the software that I found and stuff. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Here we go. So I just said simply, and you can't say this stuff to everybody. Yeah. I can say it to my brother. My brother, you're the closest thing I have next to my parents. Right. Um, as far as like the person I've been around the longest I feel the most closeness with. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's my brother. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's no shots to anybody, any of my sisters. It's just, you sleep head to foot with somebody, talk to them every day, cry with them. They've seen you in your best, seen you in your worst. Been there since the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a, just a different thing. But, so I have, I have, I feel I have a leeway. You sometimes might not even feel like I have a leeway. Nah, <laughs> sometimes you be like, no, there's times where you like, bro. No, no. I mean, I think everybody screams back at their trainer, <laughs> or or everybody screams back at the person that's encouraging them to do something. It's like, yeah, you know. it's like that's not the time, or it's easier said than done, and it annoys me that it's said so easily by everybody. Because yeah. it's it, it's not easier said than done. No, it's not. It seems like it is. Until I want everybody who say it's easier said than done to try to say something to somebody that they love. Right. <laughs> and then let's see how you feel about that. Because there's times where you, your mouth feel like it's just stuck. Because it's not that easy to say hard things to people. Yeah. Just as, as much as it is not hard to do. Hard things. But anyway, keep getting digressed. So I tell you, I'm like, bro, we don't need to be celebrating death days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did say that. We did, like, you know. Oh, you said counting death birthdays. That's what you said. Yeah, well, I meant to say <laughs> death days. <laughs> or, or anniversarizing or memorializing the one aspect of life. Especially when I said that this leads to us saying something unspoken. Right. Which is the fact that we put a premium on this existence more right. than any other. Right. Even though this existence is for a limited time only. Yeah, this is this is the this is the I don't want to say the fake existence. It's this is the, the limited time. Existence. I love the way you say it, fake. <laughs> so that's why we're calling this the timeshare episode. <laughs> yeah. Because there is an element of reality and fantasy. With timeshares. With timeshares. Absolutely. The reality is. It's fake ownership. <laughs> <laughs> it's fake ownership. Yeah. The reality is you get to share time. But we can never mistake sharing time. With owning property. Right. Goodness. Yeah. Bro, we are already there. We yeah. it seemed like why well, it seemed like it took us a long time to get here, but it, I thought we wouldn't get to this point for another five minutes. No. But I'm here. I'm here. Real church matters. <laughs> I'm here. Real church matters. Bro, I it just hit me when we were talking. I never thought about it before, but I recently had had a conversation with somebody about timeshares. Yeah. But immediately that popped back in my head and I never know why I'm talking about one thing or why it matters. 
until I have another conversation. And then God used it like a parable. Right. He just comes right back to me. And as we were texting, he was like, this world is like a timeshare. Right. Like we own a piece of time, but we don't own anything else. And because we own a piece of time, we can be made to believe that we own something. Yeah. This is ours. That this is ours. That that's my son. Yeah. My son is not here. He belongs here. Does he? No. You. We made it crazy because <laughs> when we got off the phone, uh, and, and the clock went struck twelve, and then Facebook room like you know memories. Yeah. And it showed me all the people like my condolences. Yeah. And then several people who said my condolences, they not even here no more. So I'm like. I chuckled. I shouldn't have chuckled. I chuckled nah, to myself I, like I, I get the chuckle though. I said, "Dang, my my condolences." To yeah, you. yeah, pre preemptively. Yeah, because like the way we think that our lives are all like are set up to where we we're wishing people well as they transition, or we're wishing people what you know well that have had people transition, not knowing that. Tomorrow isn't promised to us. Like we don't own, like we don't own it. And because know. because of that, like to um to this point, that we I, we say certain things. So I say things like, "Thank God for keeping me here in the land of the living." Yeah. Thank God for sparing my family. It's like I, that language. I immediately when I thought about it, I, w- I went and looked in the Bible. It's yeah. like, what is he sparing them from by keeping them here? Yeah. Wouldn't it be he's sparing me from something if he took me from here? Right. 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 Because <laughs> I don't, I don't it, it, it speaks it speaks further to healing, the way we see healing. What? Yes. It speaks further to the way we, we pray. Yeah, I, I wrote. You know, I, I I didn't I didn't go into no detail. I was just saying, like, you know, prayer is the way we talk to God. Yeah, yeah. But how we talk to Him dictates the relationship. Yeah. And a lot of times we're talking to Him, just telling them how much we don't want to be with them. In so many words, like, yeah, dude, like, if you can just do one thing, please just keep me away from you. Yeah. Like don't take don't take me back. We act like it's it's doing it's doing years in the pen or something. Yeah. Like that's the way we see when our loved ones go, the sadness that strickens us like it shouldn't be. Yeah. It's it's interesting because that made me think about this time last year, they shut the NBA down. Yeah. Then they came back in the bubble. And it was one guy he said, I ain't coming to the bubble. Yeah. And they asked him why. And he said well, I could see if my team was actually gonna encompass. Like, <laughs> I could see if my team was like really in the in the running to to actually get this championship, and then I would see that as worthy of being away from my family. Yeah. So since we're not, we're probably gonna get knocked out in the first round. I'm going to just stay with my family. Yeah. So a lot of times people. Don't get what 
Paul is saying when he says to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. There's a whole chapter there that they should probably read where he's saying, I'm torn betwixt the two. I would rather be with God. Yeah. But I also would rather please him through my obedience. Yeah. And he's letting us know there's only two states of mind for the believer yeah. is to be here to serve God or to be with God. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who are saying, I'm not ready to be with you, God. I ain't ready to serve you. But I ain't ready to serve you either. Just you just you you're like an undercover agent that lost his way. You just lost your way. So they like the same way that guy was like, I'd rather be with my family since I'm not coming to actually get work done. Yeah. There was some people who would rather be with the guys in the bubble than be with their family. Yeah. Like, bro, there's no way you're going to win. Yeah. I know, but you know what I'm saying? I want to make the money. I want to be in the NBA. I want to do it. I want to have that experience. Everybody wants to have the human experience, Philip. Yeah. You never said this, but I would imagine these are the things that's being spoken that's not spoken. Yeah. I wanted Gabriel to have the heartache. He should have had the chance to experience the heartache. He should have been able to experience the, the frustration of this life. He should have been able to know what tears feel like. He should have been able to experience standing over a casket and watching your loved one die. Yeah, I'm mad that he missed those things. You know, yeah, I mean, as I thought about that, it, it gave you know, it gave me comfort that he he, he wouldn't have to like, at, at, you know. And I I love my I love where God has me. I'll say that, but I love where He has you too. But He's always had you there. Yeah, but when I when I look at my two daughters and I see the amount of suffering that they that they have been through and they will have to go through. Yeah. It challenges my thinking. At, at, in many contexts, too. Yeah. I need oh, people to understand. Yeah. There are, there are things that your daughters will suffer at the hands of other people's choices. Yeah. There are things they will suffer at the hands of their the own, own choices. Yeah, absolutely. And there are things they will suffer at the hands of God's. Yeah. That's what they were saying. That's a whole three bag, a three trail mix. Yeah. And it's amazing because there's only certain things we really like in the trail mix. There's this whole bag of life, and the only things we really supposed to experience is the things that God put upon us. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. You're supposed to actually, there's a, the bad that God gave you hit different than the bad you gave yourself. It does. <laughs> Real church matters. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. Uh, it's not that it's, I, it's not that it's I. It's par for the course, though, it's bro. It's par for the course. So I want. I want Gabriel to live a life where he is susceptible to the choices of men, susceptible to his choices, even though in he was already susceptible to the choice of God who chose for him to come home. And he could have chose for him to come could've, home. He could have chose for him to come home a hundred years later, bro. Or or two years later. Or two years later. Or three years. The same way I'm talking on this mic right now. And next year, I might not be here. Absolutely. I I need to make sure that the, the, the fact that I'm not here is because of his choice. And not my own. Not my own. Yeah. So when we talk about people that commit suicide, there's this, this 
the limited people come into and they say, well, it was meant for him to die because God knows everything. And let's clarify that. Yeah. God is aware, but awareness is not the same as what God has orchestrated. Yeah. What God does, his will is different than what he knows. The same way you can know what somebody did and you could choose whether to call the police on them or not. Your choice and your awareness are two different things. Yeah. God is aware of what we will do, but he is never going to stop us from doing it. Right. And a lot of people got to understand it. They, they say things like, if God don't want me to walk through that door, shut it. No, that door stays open. I mean, the fallacy of that remark, it always, like, I'm very logical. So I'm like, if he going to shut this door, why didn't he shut all the rest of them? Right. Why are you, why are you this far in? Right. It's like, you want God to play Ouija board with you. It's not. And the whole time I was watching this movie and the kids was moving the Ouija board and all of them was blaming each other like, that's you moving it, ain't it? And then, like, once it said, I, I, it said, I want to kill Natalie. Everybody knew Natalie ain't doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we can rule Natalie out because somebody's trying to kill Natalie. And then Natalie died. And they was like, well, it wasn't Natalie. One of y'all moved us around. Y'all doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we start playing in these weird games where life is happening and we're trying to surmise who's actually in control. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, the reason I'm bringing all this up is because the reality of how to contend with grief brings us to a place of, I could sit here and say, this is a podcast about grief. It's not. Yeah. It's a podcast about coming to terms with our stake in this world. Yeah. There's, pe- there's tons of people. They think they have stake in something. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't. Right. It's like, you're not even minority owner. You know what I'm saying? So you'll see somebody be like, yeah, I got stock in uh, Google or Amazon. And I'm like, oh, that's what's up, man. How many shares you got? You know, I just, you know, I don't know how many shares, but I put about, uh, you know, $500 in there. It's not even one share. It's not even one share. It's like, like you told me. You was like, hey, man. <laughs> He was like, hey, man, I'm about to, uh, about to get 5,000 of them Bitcoins. <laughs> and I was like, well, in my head, I was like, well, it's $42,000. Yeah, it's per. one coin. Yeah, per. So, you know, that's not even, it's a quarter of a coin. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's still stake in it, but it's not real stake. Right. We're not my majority owners. Nah. So we walk around in these bodies. It's just like, so you see people, it's like, yeah, you know, I got me a little joint, got me a little timeshare, you know, down the way. It's like, well, you you do? All right, well, go there right now. Yeah. I can't. I'm, I, if I go there now, they'll, they'll arrest me and carry me off. I cannot go there when I want. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ownership is seen in the ability to do what you want. Right. <laughs> right. Like you don't own it until you can do what you want. Yeah. 
I was late to the party and understanding what the timeshare was until like I want to say like a year ago. Yeah, I was uh, my business part Amy. She said she, uh. she was like, "I you want to fly out to Denver because I I own a a house in Denver." And I was like, "Man, oh want- so she she talked that talk too, right?" Yes. Yeah, well, she was she was like, "I own a house in Denver," and I was like, "Cool." I was like, she was like. It's bothering me because it needs so much work and people can't book it. I was like, what do you mean? Like, book it. She was like, oh, it's a timeshare. She's like, you know, people haven't been able to, like, use the timeshare for this particular property. Mm-hmm. And I, it just dawned on me, like, there's a whole nother owner that's literally concerned. Air, air, it's, the, it's, the, it's the old Airbnb. It's the old Airbnb, yeah. And I was just sitting there like, oh, my gosh. This could, and the interesting thing is that owner is concerned about who's in there and making money off of it. Yes. Off their investment. So you imagine there's God. And he has this thing. Well, let's call it life. 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 Let's just call it life. Life resort. Life resort. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm going to give Philip. 89 years of this life resort. Yeah. Philip can't do what he want, but he can within those 89 years I give him. Can't even rearrange the furniture. Anymore. He can't come and say, you know what? I don't, I want to go, I want to stay here for 100. Well, no, no, no. I only have you for 89. Yeah. Okay. Well, while I'm here, I'm going to change some things. So, you know, I'm I'm not too keen on the color of this place. Can't even do it. Well, bro, you're there, but if you touch the color, you're going to avoid the contract. Yeah. Then we're going to have to get you out of here. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? These are real rules of timeshares. These are real rules, bro. <laughs> That's why we call this episode the timeshare. It's yours so much, then let me see you do what you want with it. And to everyone who's listening right now, your life is yours so much. Let me see you do what you want with it. Let me see. We, it's only two of us in here, right? Right. The two of us are both have tried to do what we want. Absolutely. How has that worked out for us in this timeshare of ours? Because we talk that talk, be like, this is my life. I can do what I want. And then we always come back to the place we tried. This. It's like. Every time you in there, you paint the walls, you leave, you come back. Just paint it right back. Just paint it right back. Since the time I was a kid, I've been saying, I cannot wait till I can do what I want. So I no longer have to be a Christian. I don't know if you felt the same way. You did. It you did? did? Yeah. Okay. Because we, we never had a conversation about it. Yeah. All these years together. We never once was sitting there while we watching Xena Warrior Princess. Like, you know what, bro? I can't wait till I get older. Because ain't no more Jesus for me. But we both felt the same way. I mean, I felt the same way about that, about zebra cakes, about a lot of stuff. Like, or hot, you know, tuna fish. I'm like, man, I ain't never eating this again. I'm never eating this goulash again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's that thing, that that mixture? It just, just seemed like they just unload, like... Everything in the can. Every, everything that's the can in a can. Kidney beans, rice, it's all up in there. <laughs> and I was eating it, and I'm crying. 
Something inside called a trash can. Whatever, I don't know, but our dad used to cook that thing up. That was his, his specialty. Um, and I used to say to myself, like, I'll never eat none of this mess when I get money. And it's like, oh, but you forced, you ate what you want. You got what you want. Like, yeah, since I got some money, like, can't tell me nothing until the doctor told me something. Exactly. It's like that with everything, too. I know, Phil. Not just with food, just with everything. Like, everything. Like, you don't have control. No. You don't have say. You are in a timeshare. This is, this, your life is not your own. He literally tells you in the contract. Tells you in the Bible. He said, your life is not your own. Well, that's what bothered me so much about even losing my son. I like, did this two times before. Yeah. And same hospital, same doctor, same doctor's visits, same jokes. But this is the thing, Phil. And this is where the people forget this. To the Indians, doing the rain dance yeah. seemed like a real thing. Right. Because when they danced, seemed like something happened because of the dance. They didn't realize it ain't raining because y'all jokers danced. It's raining because it was going to rain anyway. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> this wasn't a say loud moment. Say loud. No, nah, it's just, it, it, well. Real, 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 real church matters. It's just, you know, I, I, I do believe in healing. It's just, you know, I, I just honestly feel like. Well, well let's, let's <laughs> no, you don't believe in him. <laughs> you know what we believe in? We believe in what? We believe in God. We believe in God. So it's, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, just say it one more time. I don't believe in healing. I don't believe in healing. I believe in God. I believe in God. See, the people in the Bible yeah. didn't go to Jesus to be healed. Exactly. They went to Jesus for Jesus, whatever he do. I'm you get what I'm saying? I'm, and that's the difference, that's bro. The difference. That's the and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to destroy people's. I am. Well, yeah, we well, we could be good cop, bad cop. I yeah. don't mind. I'm the bad cop. Here. But but that's what you know. That's what bothers me about this whole the whole timeshare thing and, and the control thing. It's like we don't get to extend the length of time based upon our prayers. Bro. Or our good works, or our good works, and, and people want to cite Hezekiah. I want you to understand something that Hezekiah did. Hezekiah asked God, "I I want you to ask God." Here's where there's a separation of ideology. What happens when the answer is no, no? See, because he only gave Hezekiah 15 more years. Yeah, you don't think that. Hezekiah went to him after 15 years and was like, 15 more? <laughs> it's in our nature, too. It's in our nature. It's, it worked once before. You know it, worked, like, it, it worked. So we're going we gonna to keep trying it again. Like, you know, if I can if I can ride this this gas until empty, yeah, yeah. you know, when it hit five more miles, I'm like, hey, I got five more miles. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's how we are. We like repetition and we like putting People and things in a box. So, force is good for a good laugh. 
And my mom is good for support. And God is good for healing and all those good things. Yeah. And we think life actually works like that. And that's the biggest problem that I, I've, like, even drawing myself from that 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 theory, I felt like I was dying. I felt like I didn't believe in God no more because I suddenly understood that everything was in his control. No matter what request I made, it's his, the ball's still in his court. Yeah, yeah. You can only request time off from a job. You and can't if the boss it. say no, it's the difference between you saying I love this job and you saying I I hate this. I can't wait to quit. Yeah, but it can't work like that. It can't work like that. I think the biggest the biggest uh, expression of faith that I've seen in the Bible was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they when they said what they said. Like that was faith in the nutshell. That was faith in his highest form, which is like. If his will that we get burned up in here, he's still good. He like it's east. It's it's still all good. Yeah, because here's the thing: the the trick or the prestige, it's one of my favorite movies. But the trick isn't that we survived this. The trick is we don't care. Don't care at all. We only care about one thing, and we've been doing that one thing since Daniel chapter three, since we was captured into slavery. We've been obeying God. Us walking in the furnace is just a testament to how far we are willing to go to obey him. I'll never bow to you. I will never bow to you so much that you have threatened to throw me in a furnace. And so I will go to reap my reward, to reap my reward for an allegiance to God that transcends this earth. When a person cannot threaten you with this life, you've ascended to another life. When you are no longer gripped by the the temporary nature of this life, you've transcended into the next life. Yeah, that's where I want to be, Phil. That's where I want to be. That's where that's where my conversation is always at in my heart, and is therefore it's always like that with you. It's like I don't want you connected to anything of this life. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was an updated version of, of Jesus saying, "Let the dead bury the dead." It was like the, yeah, the twenty twenty one version of sorry uh, two thousand four. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was yeah, it was definitely like an updated version because that's where our minds have to be, and it's not disrespectful. It's not and, disrespectful, and, and it's 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 actually honoring God to the point where we're honoring time. Now we don't have time to be. Can we can we stop there for a second? Um, in our attempts to honor the dead, sometimes we find ourselves dishonoring God's word. Absolutely. And I am more into honoring God's word than I am in honoring the dead. Yeah. Because honoring God's word, I understand that there is no death. There is no honor in death. There is honor in life. Right. And I am not honoring the death of someone when I understand they didn't die. Right. It's the reason why he keeps telling us to remember that he died because he didn't die. Yeah. It's the whole reason he came back, just to show him. It's the reason why we should be able to think fondly of people, even in death, because they didn't die. die. It's the reason why he he's not saying do this in remembrance of me so we could get sad and cry. No. But so that we could think about how he conquered what we no longer have to fight. Yeah. 
which is death. It's so crazy. When we was talking about the song, uh, we working on. Yeah, yeah, you got to hold it because we doing our own podcast about it. <laughs> we, we, we already working on it. You know what I'm saying? We, I want to, I want to, but we are working on music and that music is very intentional. And when it comes out, there'll be a podcast with it. And I'm excited about it. But we are touching on a lot of this subject because there is a misconception to death. Yeah. And because we don't have a healthy approach to death, we will never understand the death of Christ. Right. Because we don't even understand. He, he said fellowship in his suffering. If I don't understand his suffering, then I'll never know how to fellowship with him in it. Right. I'll never know how to die. Yeah. I'm sitting here scared of death. And this guy's telling me your turn. Right. You hear me? Yeah. It's almost like you want to know how crazy it is. Cause I keep talking about the stupidity of humans. Uh, no offense to any American Indians or native Americans, however you want to be called, but rain dancing, you took it seriously. You saw you danced and it rained. You, I'm sure the modern day, Ancestors understand that was asinine. That's yeah. completely not true. The Mayans died, and many others because the elements dictated their survival. Right. And I'm sure if they could dance to change that, they would have been dancing all night. Right. The reality is that all of them should be aware that dancing didn't do anything no more than prayer does anything for us in that regard. Yeah. I. I, I said this and I want you to consider this. I got I need a drop called consider this and I'll do that later. Yeah. But shout out to Antoinette. I sent her something. Just consider it. My new thing is send people things, not telling them anything, just asking them questions, thought provoking things. And I don't say nothing else the rest of the day. Yeah. I'm be I'm intentional. Like I don't want to, I'm not even going to sully our little text chain with any other things. Yeah. Like I say that and I'm out. And this morning I told her, like, you know, people say the word doesn't work or works. When we do anything, we should know it works. Right. So if the word doesn't work, let's say it's a person to say the word doesn't work. What did you intend for it to do? I'm just curious. It's mm, a good question. If the word does work, what did you intend for it to do? Live here forever. Be rich and successful. So the word works. Faith works. How does it work? Well, if you trust in God, you will reap the blessings and benefits. Like what? Like you'll get the job you want and the car you want and the woman you want and the kids you want. Yeah. Okay. So it works. Yes, Forrest. It works. Okay. So everybody do what this guy did. Right. It doesn't work. So if it doesn't work, how is it supposed to work? And I left it at that and I pose it to you guys. Now, if I had my drop, I put it right here. Consider this. Consider this. Yeah. How is it supposed to work? The word is supposed to do something. Yeah. What is it supposed to do? And prayer is too. prayer is supposed to do something. What is it supposed to do? Because there's people walking around mad saying prayer don't work. No, it didn't do what you wanted it to do. Yeah. But what was it intended to do? 
and, and coronavirus is un, it's unveiling a lot of that because because you 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 seeing Christians get it and die, and and people are saying you know they're thinking that prayer isn't working or God isn't working. Yeah, and that's like, unfair. It's un it's unfair. It's unfair to you. It's not unfair to God. He's going to be okay. It's unfair to you to not understand that while you're here, the time you're here, how to engage with God, even in moments of crisis, even in moments of pain, even in moments of uncertainty. Well, well we engage with him the same way we engage with everybody else. Like, that, that's what I was saying. Like, and look at how those relationships turn what out. You, what you say to God determines the relationship. So if you only, you just go into him and you just... You bombarding his inbox, yeah. Like if, if this is his Instagram, he got DMs full of "Can you? Can you? Can you? Can you do this? Do this? Do this? Do this?" Here's, here's <laughs> just something to, for y'all to consider. There was a line in the song. It said, "I love you like fat kid loves cake," and I just pondered it today. I'm a. I like to consider things, and I realize I'm not supposed to love people like that. No. The reason why that fat kid loves cake. It's because it's good to eat. Yeah. It's not good for them. And literally, in the phrase, it lets you know what it does to the kid. The kid was once just a kid. But because he loved cake so much, now he's a fat kid. Yeah. So the boy force, Scott Hall Jr., was just a boy until he loved sin so much. Then there was other things, adjectives put in front of that. Right. So now he wasn't just forced. Yeah. He was liar forced. Yeah. He was lustful force. Yeah. He was thief forced. My fat is different than that kid's. Yeah. But you can tell what I love too. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like It's guys walking around here like, Everybody see that he's lustful, but he don't see it. Yeah, cause he's just like, this is what I like. And who's it harming? Is it harming anybody for that fat kid to eat cake? Nah. But if you love anything like he loved it, it's gonna show. Yeah. Well, his life, paycheck, sometimes you know, child support is. It's gonna show. (laughs) It's gonna show. And those things are things you got to wear. Just right. like as much as he want to eat that cake, he got to wear that now. Yeah. And people be like going to the altar thinking that you could just change your appearance. No. No. You went to the altar and asked for forgiveness. You go back home, you still that cheater. Yeah. You yeah. got to wear that. Yeah. Oh, the Bible said no condemnation. I, it didn't say you don't have to wear it. It just said you, you shouldn't feel bad about wearing it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta work hard to get that off you. You gotta work hard to get it off. Yeah, same with fat and same with any. You know, it's harder to get it off than it is yeah. to get it off. Shout out to Leah, your daughter. I'm sitting there with her, and she's like, "It's impossible for me to get what you're asking." I, I just gave her a benchmark. It's impossible. I would, it's definitely impossible if you pout more than you work. <laughs> So I promise you, if you actually stop pouting and started working, it would change. Yeah. But as long as she, and I'm sure showing this because that's how condemnation is. A person can't 
do the work to move beyond like we were talking about. Right. When they're constantly saying it's no hope. Once a person says there's no hope, that's the opposite of condemnation. Yes. The condemned person has no hope. You tell a man he's in jail for 20 years, he got hope. He's like, yeah. I got here when I'm 40. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hug the block again. I will hug the block again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tell yeah. a man he got life with no possibility of parole. They put that in there. The judge says that. Yeah. He says, you have life without the possibility of parole. You are in here for the rest of your natural life. That man has no hope. No hope at all. He starts setting up shop in there. Yeah. They be like, hey, you you want to know what to do in here? Go to him. He's been here for 60 years. He, 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 this is him. This is his house. This is his house. He he is condemned. He's not condemned from prison. He's condemned from the world. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So he has hope in jail, but he don't have hope in this world. He don't have hope that he'll ever see the light of day again. Do you know how, how condemnation works, bro? Yeah. The person is like, I have a future here, but I don't have a future there. You tell I talk to men like you, and I'm they're like, I don't have a future in living right. I don't have a future in, in walking this thing out in the way the Bible say. There's no future in there. Right. That person is gripped with condemnation. Because they've already resigned themselves that the rest of my natural life. Is confined to this prison of lust. So they look at me and they say, bro, it's easy for you to walk out this thing in a certain way because you ain't never tasted it. You don't know my life. You don't know what we struggle with. You don't know. You don't you don't know because you don't remember. You so busy moving. You don't understand that humanity is shared perspective. Right. But I can live in the prison of. My mind or I can live in the freedom of God. That's condemnation. Do you understand that? That's I hope I'm explaining it in a proper way, because when we talk about people who have that perspective, that's what we're trying to tell people. Even in the idea of death, I don't want people to talk about it in the wrong way because they be they're condemned, they're imprisoned. By something they can be free from. Yeah. When a person feels there's no hope. Oh, it goes downhill. It goes downhill. Yeah. So if my mother died, if my father died, I don't know what I'd do. Why? Because they're gone. So I'm imprisoned in a life without them. Yeah, but you're actually free to be in a life with God. Yeah. Like you're you're you can look at it as you're stuck without them, or you are free in God. Even with your son, you know what I'm saying. I don't mind talking about it. I want to encourage you and, and everything. But I just think that we always have to have the perspective of how to healthily handle these things so that we honor God, even in honoring those we love and miss. Yeah, I mean the best way to honor is. is to honor God It's to honor God <laughs> Like people sit there With vows in, the, at, in their weddings You know what I mean Yeah it, I mean It's gonna get it. All those vows Don't matter Cause at the end of the day It gets to a point Where it's like I'm gonna do this Cause I made a vow To God It's literally The only vows to me I shouldn't even be Making a vow to you Yeah I don't understand 
like you're not even in the power to to hold me to those things. Yeah, God is. Yeah. <laughs> I should be making a vow to you, to him. Yeah. In my vow to him, which I'm already doing by committing the act of taking one of his creation and connecting myself to it. And this is a dangerous thing that I plan on talking about with another brother on this um this format. But it's a dangerous thing how we interact with women because we don't understand they are our opportunity to show our love for God. Yeah. Every time, not just women, but people in general, but more specifically, I want men to understand it. Every time you engage with a person, it's the stage by which you get to show God how much you love him. him. Not the stage by which you get to show how in love with that person you are. That, and but that separation is the the confusion we have with Jesus. We actually think thought like you know it made songs about it. just for me. You died on the cross just just for me. Yeah, he died for God. He died for God. And, <laughs> and it, I know it, it sounds like wow. But no, it's not. Wow, he was so obedient. He loved God so much that he loved. Yeah, he did something. But but songs like "Just for Me" is like you. It's all about perspective because yeah. knowing that he died because God loved me. Yeah, I still can say "Just for Me," you died, but I can't say you did it just, just for me. me. You didn't. No more than anybody in your life. Who is the recipient of the fruits of the spirit that you yield in your life can yeah. say you did it for them. Yeah, absolutely not. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird because people want you to do all this genuflecting and bending back and forth when they do something for you. I appreciate people that I could just say thank you to. But I'll, I want all those people to know because there's been a lot of people that's been helping me in the past two years. I want y'all all to know I am profusely. Crying and grateful and thankful to God. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Because that, that's who lines it up. I wish I could come to you every day and just cry and be like, I'm so grateful, bro. Like, you helped me out. But nah, it's, you did your part. Yeah. It's like, thank you for doing your part. But I'm really saying thank you to God because he turned your heart. Which is a big Deal. <laughs> so I'm not saying like no. It is. It is. But 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 it really is because like for for us to give of ourselves, I was explaining that to uh, she don't care, care that like shout out to care. Yeah, I was like, you know, I'm wor- I'm working on care. I- <laughs> she was, you know, you know, she was she was she was telling me how grateful she was all the t- you know all the time, and you know now she's she's made it to the other side of her, her struggle. And she's like, yo, like I didn't even deserve this. And I'm like, God saw fit. Yeah. It ain't even, you, it you wasn't don't even up to me. It, Cause if it was, <laughs> I said this to mom, I said this to mom and is this crazy? Like when he said, it's a wicked generation that seeks a sign. Yeah. I want people to understand. Every work that God ever did was never for the righteous. Right. It was for the wicked. Mm. Because the wicked need to see God through his works. Right. The people of God need to see God by faith. 
So people always say nowadays, they like, God, don't do that stuff because of wicked people seek that. No, he's telling you who he does it for because he's still doing it. Bro, but it, 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 it goes back to healing. Like a lot of the healings that he did was not for the believers. No. But was for the unbelievers. Yeah. For either, either for those that like directly affected by getting healed yeah, yeah, or yeah. the people watching. Yeah, yeah. But it was done as like I wanna say out I wanna say outreach. It was literally like he was he was doing miracles because that's what they needed to turn their hearts. Right. Let the your the last the last work was that he changed our hearts. Yeah. And he says, Let your light so shine before men that they might see my good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. It the, the work that we do is literally a miracle. If if Philip Hall or Force Hall can engage with people, let's I'm just using women because if me and you can engage with women in a godly way, we're doing miracles every day. We're doing miracles every day. We miracle I, workers, I, bro. Bro, it was revelation. Because I kept reading the scripture like greater words. I'm like, man, I can't make people levitate. I can't bring them back. You can simply love people. You can love people without and heal them. Yeah, bro. you can. Can love you imagine? <laughs> you can. Can you imagine this, Philip? You are not ugly. No, I'm not. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're in shape. <laughs> Your beer gang, <laughs> all the things people care about. You got a, you got a business. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine? I'm, I'm gonna flip it off of you for a second. Yeah, flip it off. Of flip me. it off of you. <laughs> so I can't agree. Yeah, yeah, no. Dude, no, <laughs> this, this guy, he tells women how it is. Yeah, social media. Oh my gosh. So yeah. he's telling this woman. Oh, did she don't need to be focusing on finding a man? She need to focus on getting a job and stuff like that. I thought that was funny because it's true, but it would have been more impactful to her that it was said to her by a man she was seeking. Right. So imagine if she went to a man looking, having her chest poking out, butt booty out, all perked out, looking to appeal to his baser instincts. And he looked past that and said, you don't need to be worried about me right now. You need to worry about those kids. It's going to drive her. It's going to make it worse. though. It might drive her crazy, but I promise you it over time. It will show her who he really is. Yeah. It will be the good works that allow her to see that a God exists. Yeah. Yeah. It will it's, be that. It's, ne- it's necessary. The problem is, Phil, good works aren't being shown. Now, how many pastors on a given clip? I mean, some of them, they didn't die and they pulling receipts on. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good You know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, man, I, I used to listen to that guy. He broke down the words so powerful. Yeah, but he didn't show the good works. That's what he meant when he was like, they're going to say, Lord, Lord. And he's going to say, I did not know you. Yeah. Because you worker of iniquity. You worker of iniquity. Because yeah. not what you worked with your hands, but what you work with your heart. Yeah. So I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not walking around with a badge of honor like, well, I'm not sleeping with people. I'm not doing, I'm not. No. What type of man am I to these people? What type of man am I? 
That's why half the people is like, hey, come on the podcast or do a podcast. Can't do that, champ. Why you can't do that? Hey, man, you know, I ain't out here moving like I should. Yeah. It's like, oh, so you can't proclaim your father, which is in heaven, because you don't let your light shine. And we got cheap lights going on. Right. Cheap lights where we think that our light is being shown because we go to church. Or our light is being shown because we say doc at the end of every sentence. Mm. Or we know every hymnal. Yeah. We can bust out every chord. We can sing every song. You know what I'm saying? They want to make you want to make a mockery of God in the sense of I'm not out here running foul, but anybody who gets to spend any time with me sees no light. None at all. You know what I'm saying? Today, shout out to Brandy. Boom. Uh, Maybe she listened to the podcast. I don't know. But today, I just I ran into her. Yeah. She didn't catch me out here moving wild. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I went out and I. Business meeting with 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 my guy setting up for a shoot. Yeah. Sat there at the IHOP by myself. She ran into me. You're not gonna catch me, file. I can't afford that yeah. because I'm out here to show the work yeah. of God, which draws men to God. Right. I need people to see me in a certain way, so they see God in a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the reason I said you is because. In all actuality, to many people, you are, you are what they desire to be. We got to recognize that we deal in a culture where people are very envious. Yeah. So they see you have certain elements of life and they'll look and say, that's what I want. Upon verse look. Yeah. <laughs> and then they spend time with us and we show them we'll show them the light, we show them the dark. Yeah. So we show them how flawed we are. Now we tend to think that showing people our flaws is ultimately letting them in. Letting them in and showing yeah. them intimacy. I nah. want to make sure I take time right here. Real church matters. And let you people know that showing someone your weakness. Yeah. May make them closer to you, but does not make them closer to God. Right. I remember a clip where you showed the the somebody didn't have an arm. The kid didn't have an arm. Right. And then seen the adult, she didn't have an arm, and they immediately connected. Yeah. And that's literally how it is. Like because we we showed these traumas, and then oh, I got that too. I, you got trouble with child. So, yeah. Oh, shoot, I got and we push away the two arm people because the two arm people just can't understand. Can't understand So we got a circle Of dysfunction now So now We're always around people Can you imagine If Ray Charles Moved like that They just sat him In a room With a bunch of Blind people Oh my gosh And he's just Sitting in a room And he's like Well I'm blind He did not Live in the condemnation Of his blindness No You know what I'm saying People are having An argument online And saying it's impossible That Helen Keller Existed now this is the foolishness that <laughs> young people are on. They're like, how can somebody be blind and deaf and mute? Yeah. And you telling me she wrote a book? Right. How? How? Just because they can't understand it. Yeah, they this. letting you know what they would do with that limitation. Yeah. Through the lenses you, of them. They would do absolutely nothing. Why? Because they can't fathom 
doing something when I have all my faculties and I do nothing. Well, that's how they argue God. They say, you know, how could he possibly? You hear people saying now, I have to catch myself. You hear these pastors come out, you know, getting sad. And I'm like, men going to do what men going to do. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you just you, men gonna do it, and then you know, I had to catch myself. Like the spirit of God really hit me and be like, "But you a man, yeah." So what you about to do? Why well, I, I, I ain't gonna do what they doing? He said, "Then then then act like you know." Man ain't gonna do what man gonna do. Man gonna do what he want to do, but that ain't what man was intended to do. Right. We get back to intention. Yeah. The timeshare. Do you get what I'm saying? A lot of the Airbnbs the same way. You tell me it's going to be ten people in there. That's what you paying for. I don't want to hear that there was twenty people. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear it was twenty people. Right. You didn't pay for that. It's not your house. No. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. That's how we have to be. Everybody want to tell God what they want to do. No, we don't get that. And it's a weird podcast we have, but it really boils down to grief is nothing but someone having to come to terms with not being in control. Control. Right. And so people be like, well, you got to let me go through the grieving process. And then two years later, you say, I'm still grieving. They're like, well, I'm still processing. You know what you're trying to process and you will never process is why you can do what you want and still not get what you want. Yeah. People, people who uh, <clears throat> the realization of being out of control oftentimes has a, a recoil effect of rebellion. People, yeah, people trying to control the things that they have control. Yeah, anger, rebellion, stubbornness. Do you get I, what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of times, if people don't, cause if they feel like they can't control success, then they'll just fail at everything. Forget it. You, you look at Lot. He tells them, "You got to get up out of here. Let's go. Don't look back." His wife looks back. Why? I have to mourn my loss. Ain't no time to mourn. There's nothing there for you. Nothing. There's nothing there. Well, I I don't really understand how Job can lose everything and then God give him a new family and everything else. And he's just happy go lucky. Ain't no going back. It's It's gone. Yeah. What's he supposed to do? Hey, man. I know you gave me all this stuff, but this ain't the stuff that you took. <laughs> it don't work like that. You, this ain't what you took, God. I don't care. I didn't ask for all of this and more. I wanted what you took. Bring that back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't have those. Why am, I, why am I bringing this up? Because in the end of our conversation, you said, I can't lose sight of the two that I got this here. Yeah. We can't lose sight. Phil, yeah. this is what happens in grief. We start to forget that we still alive. Right. Their time could be ticking. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm spending time. And, but that's what I seen. I wasn't trying to disrespect the, the people who, 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 you know, not here no more, who said my condolences. It's just they didn't know their time was ticking. Didn't know their time was ticking. And, they, you know, you, you know, you can't waste your time. You can't. You can't waste your time. Your daughter, she's sitting there. I have this this math thing set up where you get eight seconds per problem. Mm-hmm. So she'll she'll punch in the wrong answer, and that this thing goes to the next problem. 
Yeah. But she's sitting there pouting over the last wrong answer. Oh, no. So the time is ticking. And before long, she, she looks back up and it's like, one, zero, next problem. One, <laughs> zero, next problem. So you, you've compounded all these things. You don't even know what to do at this point. So yeah. what she do? She pushed the laptop away. She said, it's no use. That's Hope, how we are. Hopeless. You just, you, you, you laying it out, Phil, like one hit after the other, yeah. after the other. And people are like, this is the final straw. I can't take it. Now they ain't taking pills. They shoot themselves. Shoot themselves. They just, tap out. Or just don't don't try no more. You, you oh my goodness! It was so many problems on top of her, and, and we exacerbated. I wish I would respond back to you and like crying and like, bro, like can't believe he gone, man. You know, Gabriel. You know, you know I'm saying like you you really wanted a son, bro. You really wanted a son. Do you know what I'm yeah. I wouldn't even be faking to do that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's the place that I want to go. Yeah, but it's a place that we naturally go. But let the dead bury the dead. Let the dead bury. It's it's just as crazy as you watching them Armageddon movies and this media's flying in, and you see people rushing into these stores and grabbing TVs. On these Bro, those disaster movies were the most impactful to me as a kid. Because guess what? I held too much to this earth. Yeah. I, those movies don't hit like that no more. I went back and watched Armageddon. I was like, oh, my man father sacrificed himself. <laughs> That's wild. It's like, what is he missing out on? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, this is people's problem. It's like, it's a football player, Ter- uh, not Terrell Owens. What's the. The one that just was with the red. Yeah, that's Brian. Yeah. So he's like, you know, when I'm done with football, I'm going to uh, help players to transition from football players to whatever else is next in their life. Because their career as a football player is kind of like our life on earth. Yeah. It's very short. It's very short. You blink and it's done. It's 14, 15 years. This might be 15 years of an 80-year life. And it took so long for them to even get to the 14. To get to this thing. And then when it's done, it's like, this was my life's work. Yeah, and it's over. And now what am I? This is what scares people. What scares them about their, when they look at the end of their career, is what scares us about the end of life. Yeah. What's next? What's next? And we don't know, so we get scared. And some of us try to hold on to something we should have let go a long time ago. Yeah. So then that's why you have a Tom Brady. It's like, I'm playing Tom 48. <laughs> he already letting you know. He's like, look, don't tell me about there's a there's a booth. They like, there's a booth with your name on it. You'll be an awesome commentator. He's like, I ain't Tony Romo, man. He always say the rudest answers. Because like- make, they making them mad. Because they making them think about so, the end. Yeah. Podcasts like this ain't for everybody. No. We had hour seven. I know it's people there. It's seven minutes in, they tap. Yeah. Because the thought of this have them like Tom Brady. Yeah, for sure. Get out of here, man. I don't want to hear about this mess. Nah. But it's, 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 it's necessary. It's necessary for us to even teach our kids that because they'll make decisions better. Yeah. Like, you make decisions. I was just explaining to a contractor who called me for work, and he showed up, and he's like, I really need work. And I was like, 
You don't really need work, bro. I said, and people gonna capitalize on your want just to work. I said, you don't need this. Yeah. You want this. And I said, I'm not gonna underpay you based upon your wants because I'm a good guy. Yeah. But besides that, I said, you 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 walking around with signs on people are that I love this life. I don't want to go, and people capitalize on that. Okay. Yeah. What, you want you, you want to enjoy life? The comedian, yeah, the comedian, this. Norm McDonald said it and it made me die laughing. He said, I used to never understood where people make deals with the devil. I never understood that. He's like, then one night I, I think I had a heart attack. And I thought to myself, like, I really take one of them deals right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we want this too much. When you want it too much, then the deceiver has a place to deceive. Yeah, the employer, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the, all of them, all of them. Everything is willing. Everything is in a position to be taken advantage of because you want it too much. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that in a future episode because uh, that's definitely something uh, that it has been on my mind too. That's that, that's hilarious that you brought it up, but yeah. bro, this was a good podcast. It was. Um. And I appreciate you and mom and charity and dad because you guys have matured to a place where we can have a very delicate conversation in a very blunt way. Yeah. It's like sometimes, you know, people can be so fragile with something that they end up dropping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You've seen people like movers moving stuff and you're like, Hey, be careful with that. And they be so worried that they end up dropping it. Yeah, it, it happens every time. We handling heavy things, fragile things. But, you know, shout out to Gabriel. The blessed life that, that passed through this moment quicker than most. Yeah. But he beat me there. Yeah, absolutely. But I definitely going to meet you there. Yeah. <laughs> if I got anything to do about it. Yeah, I'm gonna see him up there. He'll be the last thing on my mind, though. <laughs> That's the other part. <laughs> I, I didn't say I was gonna meet him. I said I'll meet you there. I, I, I might. I, I'll meet you there. Yeah. It's only that this ain't the end of the road. We just passing through. Timeshare. Shout out to everybody. Love you.